This episode on Home Gastronomics, the Home Chef podcast with the professional chef Edge, we're going to be discussing plating and how it can elevate your food all by itself. Hopefully, you found us on your favorite podcast purveyor, and it would be cool to hit those five stars for us with a sweet review. You could also support us by becoming a patron with a small monthly donation. If you want to keep up with us on the latest and greatest happenings, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel if you want to follow along with some videos of us doing our thing. We'll have all those links in the show notes for you. Now, here we go. All right, guys, jumping into our topic. Topic for today is elevating through plating. What I want to talk about is how, as a home chef and cooking at home, simply exercising some creativity with your plating will elevate what you're doing all on its own. It will make your family look and say, wow, we're eating really fancy food. If you have friends over, they'll be blown away just by your plating. There's a couple things that you need to keep in mind when you're plating. One of the first things that you look at is the plate itself. When you're choosing a plate, you want to choose the right plate. It's, it could be square, rectangular, round. Whatever plate you have, I'll be honest, and it drives my family crazy. We have plates, nice white round plates that are beautiful. And then I'll go to the store and I'll see a plate and I go, that would look awesome. And I buy a plate, just one or two of some random plate that I think looks great and that I can use to make a pretty dish. So we have a bunch of oddball plates lying around the house. In addition, to our regular plates that we have. So you can do that if you want. You can really come up with some beautiful things that way. But you can also really elevate what you have in your house just by the other steps that we're looking at. A white plate is very popular. Both, you know, most houses have them. But it's also popular with plating and in restaurants because it creates a high contrast and a nice neutral background for your colorful creations. Here's the problem sometimes. If you're doing chicken, which is a white meat, and you're doing a very light colored sauce, which is white or just off white, and you're doing mashed potatoes, which is white, You've got a lot of white on white on white on white, and it's not very exciting. So you have to consider that, and that's how I ended up with a bunch of plates. Is Hey, this is the white plate, and I'm putting a lot of white stuff. Let me get a red plate. So when you're choosing your plate, you want to choose the right size plate. You want to make sure it's big enough to allow your food to stand out, but small enough that your portions don't look small. You go to high-end restaurants or you see pictures of high-end restaurants in movies or whatever, and 
you have a little bit of food on this great big plate, which is very fancy. But at home, you want it to look like a meal, but you don't want it to crowd the plate. So you have to keep that in mind. The second thing that you're going to look at is how you place your ingredients on the plate. You're, you know, you think about lines, angles. A lot of times you think about it like a clock. So your your protein is going to be at three o'clock. Your potatoes is going to be at nine o'clock or whatever your starch is. You have your vegetables going sweeping around from nine to three. You know, you can look at it like that or you can just look at it in what... Sorry, my dogs are being crazy. You can look at it as where things are going to look and how they are. Um, When you're doing it, you want to use moist ingredients as your base. So your potatoes are mushy, usually, right? So you would want to put those under something, not on top of something. You want to serve odd amounts of food. It's funny, the... Odd numbers give more visual appeal, and it adding one to something makes someone go, oh, I'm getting so much more. So do threes, fives. You know, it's better to do one good-sized steak than two small steaks, if that makes sense. But you want to do with your side dishes, you know, you want to do threes or fives. Um... Less is more a lot of times. So think about that. When you're plating, you also want to create what we call flavor bites. That's where someone with one fork goes into the food and with one boom, they get a nice combination of everything that is on that plate. Not that, you know, okay, the potatoes are over there and the steak is over there and then the The corn is over there, so I have to eat the corn. You know, it's not not a school cafeteria where you've got those little compartmentalized plates. You want it to meld together. Like I said before, you don't overcrowd your plate. It's very easy to do that when you've got a lot of food and just throw it all on there. Try to think that, you know, hey, you can always come back for seconds. And you want that initial presentation to be beautiful. Find a focus point. Usually it's going to be your protein. If you're doing a steak or chicken, bam, there you go. Um, If you're doing like a soup or something like that, or a seafood stew, you might have a bunch of different proteins, shrimp, scallops in there or something like that. Take one of the shrimp and really put it on display or, or something like that. Just to really bring a focal point to the plate. One of the next things that you look at is thinking about color and contrast. Like I said, when you've got you've got a white plate with white chicken and white potatoes and a white sauce on it, you need to need to add something to it. And this is all all the details, all the fine details that you're looking at. What else can you do 
to create color. Maybe you can use a different sauce. Maybe you can use like a, a pea puree or something like that. Different little art things that can add to your plate. Instead of doing just potatoes, maybe you can add green beans or carrots or something like that. Maybe instead of doing mashed potatoes, you can do fondant potatoes, which are amazing. They've got a nice caramelization on it, and it adds a pop of color to a dish that you wouldn't expect. You also want to try to pair the ingredients with colors that enhance each other. You know, it's if you think about how colors go together, having green with red in the summer is not as appealing as having green with red in the winter, Christmas time. So you want to complement your colors. Make it so that things stick out and contrast. Really make a piece of art. You know, think about yourself like Jackson Pollock on a plate. Think about height. You want to catch the eye. When someone is is looking at a plate, you know, you're bringing a plate out to them and they can't see anything. It's an empty plate. What are you bringing out? But if you have it that you have a nice little bit of mashed potatoes in the middle and you have that steak laying on top of the mashed potatoes, and of course the steak is rested so it doesn't have all the juices that are making your mashed potatoes bloody red, that height can be seen. And it it's another way of catching an eye and going, wow, this is amazing. You know, it's think about if you have a bone-in pork chop or lamb chop, getting that to stand up so that the bones are straight up in the air. It's amazing looking, adds a whole lot of visual appeal. You can also lean items against other items. If you think about the old crown rib roast with little chef hats on top of the bones, that's all it is. They're they're leaning against each other. You can use ring molds. You can get different kinds of things that can, instead of having something flat on a plate, it gives it a little bit of elevation, a little bit of height. And then, of course, use texture. Texture, these four things, color, contrast, height, and texture, are some of the four keys of plating. Something that's that's really going to pop. Sound is important, but adding that texture, when you put a bite in your mouth and you get the soft, the soft silkiness of mashed potatoes with a little bit of crunch of the bacon bits, that's amazing. And that's why loaded baked potatoes are so popular. Loaded mashed potatoes are so popular in restaurants. Burgers that have the, the fried onions on them are so incredibly popular now because of that using texture to enhance the dish. The next thing that you want to think about when you're going is sauces. What can you do with sauces? 
a sauce is like paint. You plate your ingredients. You could have a sauce, a small pool of sauce in the middle that your chicken goes on because you really want to enhance that nice sear on the chicken or that nice sear on the steak. So you don't want to cover that with a sauce. So maybe put the sauce below it and lay the chicken on the sauce. Or if it's a lighter sauce, you could drizzle it across the protein. If you just pour it all over the plate, you know, it's it's a plate of spaghetti with sauce all over it and it, it covers everything up. It's It's not exciting. And you want to create excitement. So you could use a small squeeze bottle or a spoon to create a plate sweep. Put some sauce on the plate and sweep it across. Gives a nice look. You could use a squeeze bottle to create little dots or small lines, squiggle lines. There's all kinds of things that you can do that will add a sauce to your plate and look pretty without being just a sauce dumped on a on a dish, you know? Garnishes are fun. Of course, whenever you use a garnish, you want to make sure it's edible. You know, don't don't put put a cardboard paper cutout on there cuz you're not going to be able to eat that. And everything on a plate should be edible. But it used to be, you know, oh, just throw a sprig of parsley on there. And parsley's edible, but that's it's not exciting. It's boring. And you know what? Who eats parsley? You know, so, some chopped parsley on top, okay. But if you throw a sprig of parsley on a plate, you know where it's going to go? In the trash. Why waste your time, you know? So that's some things to to think about with with plating and how you can elevate your plating. I kind of challenge everyone to try some of these things and see what you do. Send me a picture, Instagram me a picture, send it to me on Facebook. I'd love to see what you guys are doing and how you elevate your plating at home. All right, guys. Word for the day today. We have the Scoville scale. The Scoville scale is a measure of a pepper's heat level that was developed in 1912 by Wilbur Scoville. It tops out at about 15 to 16 million with pure capsaicin, which is the compound that's responsible for a pepper's heat. And it goes as low as zero, where sweet bell peppers lie. It originally involved human testers and progressive dilutions of peppers extract with sugar water until the tasters could not detect a burning sensation, which seems like it would take a very long time. Currently, the scale uses something called the Gillette method, which measures the pungency 
in a different unit of measurement and then converts it to the Scoville units. So, to give you an idea, considered the hottest pepper in the world, the Carolina Reaper clocks in a blistering 1.5 to 2.2 million Scoville units. The famed ghost pepper hits 1 million Scoville units. In contrast, a jalapeno pepper only boasts 8,000 Scoville units. So here's something you know, and you can use it when you're looking at peppers to say, maybe I don't want to eat that, or maybe it's okay for me to eat. That's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Remember that you can find us on Twitter at TheChefChewy or Home Gastronomics on Facebook and Instagram. We've got some videos on YouTube that you can check out and subscribe to there. A nice five-star review on your podcast vendor really helps our exposure. And of course, if you consider becoming a patron, that helps us out as well. Don't forget our website, www.homegastronomics.com. We've got all kinds of stuff there, including our ever-evolving blog. You can send us a message on any of these mediums. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next episode.